Welcome to Her Story, the podcast that delves into the lives of women you most likely have heard of, but you may not know their real story. I'm your host, Megan Musgrove, and today we'll be doing something a little bit different. I'm aware that we were meant to have episode three in the Golden Age of Hollywood series. Unfortunately, there's a technical error that's completely my fault, which means it's delayed for a week. It will be here next week. Um, This is just a small bonus episode kind of going more into Audrey Hepburn's film work. I realised when I recorded the first episode, it wasn't so much mentioned in there or as much as I would have liked. So I added some extra pieces in, but it didn't quite fit what I'd already written. So this is just a little bit extra to dive into and to tide you over until next week. Thank you so much for your patience. Taking a retrospective look back on Audrey's film career is nothing short of incredible. She only made 28 films, yet so many of her film roles are instantly iconic. We can all watch Holly Golightly walking down Fifth Avenue with her pastry and coffee, pausing to stop outside Tiffany's and instantly knowing that it's Audrey in Breakfast at Tiffany's. What is even more incredible is the control she had over her career. She began her career while the studio system was still in effect a time when even the biggest stars in the world were stuck on the conveyor belt of their studio contracts, churning out movie after movie. She took the role she wanted to. Roles that varied from a princess to a nun to a blind woman being tormented in her own home. And when she wanted to take a step back from films to spend time with her family, she did, despite the offers that were continually sent her way. She took control of her own career. The only instance where she didn't have the control of her role, along with a small instance of not being the consummate professional, is during the filming of My Fair Lady. The role was originally intended for Julie Andrews, who originated the role on Broadway, but Warner Brothers wanted her to audition first, and she refused. She actually ended up taking the role of Mary Poppins instead. Audrey took the role as Eliza Doolittle, excited to be a part of a musical. While she was a naturally gifted dancer, her singing voice was not the strongest. Though when your competition is Julie Andrews, there's very few people in the world that would be able to measure up to that kind of standard. Always wanting to do the best job possible, Audrey worked incredibly hard to improve her singing for the role, and along with these lessons, she was also undertaking dance training and elocution lessons. Whilst filming was underway, it was decided that the singing voice for Eliza Doolittle would be dubbed, but no one actually bothered to mention this to Audrey so she continued working under the impression that her voice was going to be the one used for the musical numbers. It was eventually the musical director, Andre Previn, who stepped up and told Audrey the truth. Her response was to quietly walk off set and just head home. She did return the next day, apologise, and went back to work. That was the extent of unprofessionalism that you got with Audrey, and it feels like a justified response after being kept in the dark for longer than necessary. There is footage available online of Audrey's voice being used during the musical numbers. Personally, I think the voice works for the role. It sounds natural and it suits the character. Whilst it cannot be argued that Marnie Nixon, the singer who dubbed the songs and actually dubbed many musicals throughout her time, is an incredible singer, there's something about her voice being so polished that doesn't sit quite right on Eliza Doolittle, especially in the first half of the film when she's still this cockney flower girl. Audrey's voice just seems to work with it, so I do encourage you to check out any of the footage you can find just to compare the two. But aside from this, viewing her film career as a whole, it's obvious the impact that she had on the history of cinema. 
Even without her style influence or her charity work, her films would still be enough to cement her in place as a Hollywood icon. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this short bonus episode. I hope you were able to get a bit more out of it, just expanding on the Audrey story a bit. We'll be back next week with the, as promised, episode three in the Golden Age of Hollywood series. I promise it is interesting. There's a lot to delve into, so I look forward to seeing you then. Thank you for listening to this episode of Her Story. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please rate and review wherever you get your podcast from, share on social media, or just tell a friend. The podcast is written and narrated by me. It's produced by John Ward. And make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram at underscore herstorypodcast underscore. I will link to it in the show notes. On the Instagram, you'll find hints for future episodes. And I'd also love for you to get in touch if you have any suggestions for anyone that you want to hear in a future episode. And if I haven't already got them scheduled in to appear, I'd love to look at including them. Thanks. <laughs>